You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day and welcome back to Behind the Podcast with Jules and Stocks. I'm Jules and today Stocks and I went behind the podcast with Marissa Jane from the podcast Selfish Thing. I'm Jules and today Stocks and I went behind the podcast with Marissa Jane from Selfish Sesh. Marissa covers a whole bunch of topics. Basically, she started this podcast as a way to process, uh, you know, a bit of self-doubt stuff that she was going through. And, and she found with, you know, getting a bit of help in that area that she was open to this field of, of self-love and and gratitude and things like this. So she's really using this podcast to explore those ideas and speak to people about, you know, those areas and everything from, you know, motivating techniques to or the whole gamut of the human existence, really, it seems like. Stocks, what do you think? Yeah, really enjoyable podcast. And look, Marissa's a lot of fun. She works in PR. It's an interesting way into podcasting and she has some interesting insights around that. I think Marissa's got a massive hangover from a weekend and I apologize in advance for how hungover I was when we did this record. My voice, I felt okay, but my voice sounded so bad in retrospect. But hey, (laughs) say la vie. Freedom, baby. (laughs) There weren't any little editing tricks you could do to mask over that croakiness or did you do all that you could? Uh, No, I just let it go raw, huh? Fair enough. Well, you've been upfront and honest (laughs) and we all appreciate that. (laughs) All right, well, why don't we get into it, hey? Marissa, tell us about Selfish Sesh. I'm Marissa. I'm a 25-year-old full-time publicist, part-time podcaster based in Melbourne, and I like to call myself the brains and beauty behind The Selfish Set, which is a really annoyingly hard podcast name to say really quickly. It's like one of my biggest (laughs) regrets, but basically the podcast is all about exploring our sense of self. It was born out of my obsession with the idea of self-love, and it touches on all of those topics that really... I guess, affect our self-esteem and our view on who we are. So from relationships, sex, career, and all of the stuff in between. Yeah, cool. We're obviously a little bit different in in age and and gender and everything. Um, I think I'm a couple of months and years older than you. It's it's such an interesting thing listening to your podcast and, and we've listened to a couple of others sort of, you know, not directly in that space, but when they touch on on these kind of things and, and people seem to just be a lot more open about, you know, mental health and, and self-love and, and everything now. When did this kind of come into your orbit? Because it's all, well, kind of relatively new to me to a degree. <laughs> I think I'm still very much a very a closed off person, but trying to get better. Very Gen yeah. X-y. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm Gen Z technically, which is a bit weird. I'm not even a millennial anymore, which is crazy to think. But yeah, like my age group, we are so open, I guess, about mental health to begin with. So that makes the conversation a little bit easier. And I, I guess from my personal story, two to three years ago, I genuinely hated myself. I did not like life and I was in a really, really bad place and I obviously seeked professional help, but there were so many little things that I did along the way that made me who I am today. And it's so interesting now, like I'll go out and meet new people and they're like, you're the most confident, most like positive person I've ever met. And I'm like, God, man, you should have met me me a few years ago. Like it was actually wild. And so I started kind of sharing that story and I think that's where that podcast was born. Like I was obsessed with this idea of self-love a few years ago because to me, loving yourself seemed so 
weird and crazy and I was like how can you love yourself because you have like models on Instagram talking about oh I hate myself and I'm like how the fuck can you hate yourself like you're good <laughs> I've heard you talk about that a little bit and and um, one of the ones I listened to was with um, the artist uh, Michaela you're both talking about the way that people just edit themselves completely on Instagram and, and what you're saying you know is obviously not what is really there and, and for better or worse I mean most times for worse were you sort of really caught up in that side of things on, on social media and everything prior to, you know, as you said, seeking help and, and speaking to someone? Yeah. And so I am a full-time publicist in the entertainment, fashion and lifestyle industry. So I am surrounded by it 24-7 for my job. And I work with these influencers. I work with these celebrities and I work with these models. And even as a field, publicists are known as being these beautiful, bubbly people. And I just did not feel like I, I fit in there. I, I was good at my job, but... I didn't know if that was my world and I guess that's where that self-doubt really crept in. And for me, I feel like Instagram kind of came big just as I finished high school and I am so grateful for that because I look at like my little cousins who are still, you know, they're just starting high school now and for them to have Instagram, TikTok, have all of these mixed messages and all of like the filters, even the filters on Instagram stories, like I don't look like that. Like there goes, I've got a free nose job, lip job, everything. So I, I think it's really hard to identify that. And I'm really lucky because I'm in that world. In a sense, I just said I was really unlucky because it means I'm constantly surrounded by it. But because I know the ins and outs of how it works, I can identify that. I know an influencer isn't just posting this smoothie because that's what she eats. Like, she's been paid to do that. Does she actually like it? Who knows? Did she actually eat it? Who knows? So, I think it's kind of like a catch-22, but, yeah, it's so hard. Honestly, anyone who's going through high school right now with all the social media, like, I feel fucking sorry for you. Agree. Yeah, having that ability to kind of grow up and mature off camera a bit I think the the kids will never have that again and it just Mm. the way that people regulate this and I think we're going through a a phase at the moment of just seeing how bad it can be really before we are able to start correcting it as a bloody civilization and just giving each other a chance and also like TikTok like Instagram's one thing you you post a beautiful picture you've taken 30 pictures that's easy TikTok takes a whole nother level of confidence (laughs) I don't even think I'm up to that whenever I try to post a TikTok I'm like fuck that's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we deal with a couple sort of big TikTokers and they take hours to do a single post. Yeah, it's wild. So what brought you to podcasting then? You, you were speaking to people and you started to kind of find out a bit more about, I suppose, the things that weren't making you too happy about yourself and, and overcoming that. Did you start to think that this is something that you would like to share with other folks and you hadn't really heard this kind of a message before? Yeah, definitely. Like... there's so many reasons and I could go on for days but like I have always been obsessed with podcasting and I listen to so many podcasts it's like my bread and butter but I would get to the point where I would start critiquing them and I'd be like oh they're starting to sell themselves out or like why didn't they go in this angle instead or why didn't they push the talent harder or whatever and I don't think you can critique people when you don't know what you're talking about because podcasting is a lot harder than it looks (laughs) (laughs) I wish it was easier so I guess that was one realm of things and like I'd been thinking about it for ages so it was just something I was like you know let's just throw my hat into the ring and see where it goes was there a particular podcast that got you into podcasting ah I always say this 
with like I guess my age group and demographic shameless is definitely like the gateway drug for females my age into podcasting I think everyone kind of starts there and then you branch off into different directions yeah, they're terrific. I mean, they're highly intelligent, very motivated, super entertaining, and that kind of friendship just comes through really well on that show. Definitely. And I think the girls have done such a great job too at like diversifying what they talk about. You know, they've got all these like little mini shows that come off of it as well. So, yeah, they're amazing. If I could be half of what they are, I'd be loving my life. <laughs> yeah, so, they're an empire. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us about uh, formulating your show when you started to think about what it was going to become. How did you structure it? What did you think the kind of breakdown was going to be between your solo shows and, and the interviews that you have and everything else? And This is such a great question because I don't have an answer for it. I change the format of the show all the time and I'm still not happy with it. I'm definitely in the pro- process of tweaking it a little bit further, I think. So at the moment, I have just been doing one episode a week, which has been interviews, which I do think are great, but I also think... I have more things to say that I can't really get across in interviews as well. So next year, I don't know if it's whether going back into two. Um, I was listening to your podcast with the Good Bitch Girls and I really like their format of their show. So might have to steal some of their ideas, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So way to go. Yeah, so... I think it's just about kind of tweaking. The show's never going to be perfect. If I listen to the first few episodes, I hate it. Uh, But at the moment, it's very much a quick intro and interview with the guest. I start each interview with a series of questions, which are all about your sense of self, which is actually... I stole that idea from Will Anderson and Willosophy. I like stealing ideas. I love at the end of his podcast how he asks... Taking inspiration, I think we call it. (laughs) I like at the end of his podcast how he asks these like three really deep questions. So I always start with a series of questions and end with a series of questions. And then we kind of dive into a certain topic. So if I'm talking to someone who started this amazing business, it's like, how did you get the confidence to start this business and kind of go down that track? Or if I'm talking to someone who runs like a lifestyle platform it's like let's talk about dating let's talk about dating in lockdown or what's something topical we can chat about one of the businesses you talked to i thought was a a great interview because of the product that they have so that was alicia from uh, rosewell and the the dinner party cards conversation starter product that she has and, and the two of you went back and forth using that as the tool to get to know each other it was awesome I was saying just before, like, I feel like the episodes where I kind of get to show a little bit more of myself tend to do quite well and I get a lot of positive feedback on. So that's something I definitely want to implement more. I feel like I'm someone who bounces better off people too, but I don't have a co-host. So, you know, it's the Marissa show over here, but how can I (laughs) integrate that a little bit more? They're, They're the big questions I'm asking myself at the moment. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, we were talking off air before about the interview you did with your dad. I just loved that interview. And it's just a conversation that I've never had with my father to ask him, you know, directly for advice and him giving you such earnest and honest advice. I thought, wow, it's amazing that your podcast can give you that conversation with someone that you've lived with, you know, and known your whole life. Dad is definitely, though, where I get my extrovert <laughs> qualities <laughs> from. So, we, we always say it's like fighting in a mirror when me and Dad have a little bit of an argument because we're the exact same person. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it is. A, it's an amazing format, isn't it? When you sort of because you do you live with these people for a long time, and then you know they're your family, and you just kind of talk about anything and everything that's going on. But it is never in a structured way where you sort of say, "This is actually what I want to know," and these are if you could kind of answer this directly. That's or, it. Yeah, Dad, give me some advice yeah. on what I could do better. And it's like, yeah, um, you know, you're too impatient. It's like, shit. All right, <laughs> never would have had that conversation, I imagine. And how did he feel yeah. about coming uh, second after your mum? Uh, well, mum came for Mother's Day. Dad wasn't, I don't think dad was too happy about it. He was like, when will my episode be? And I was like, fine, for Father's Day, you can come on maybe. I just was too scared he'd talk too much and talk over me. So. <laughs> <laughs> and what's it like booking all of your other guests? I mean, do you sort of have a big uh, list of people that you'd like to get on and, and aspirational people that you'd like to interview? Or do you kind of roll along and... and gauge what's happening in the world and yeah and does your job help with this as well? see that's the thing because I am a publicist and I do have a marketing background the first thing I did I didn't even have an episode out yet I made a media kit and I sent it to all the PR agencies that I, I knew honest to god have hardly outreach to anybody everybody comes to me which oh, wow. is a good problem to have but also There's probably no interview that I I wish I didn't have, but I'm not very good at saying no. So that's one thing that I'm trying to work on as well because I think, you know, there's an integrity that I want to uphold as well. And also I do, I have a huge list of people that I want on the show and, you know, some of them are like the top tier that I wouldn't be ready to talk to yet. Like I'm kind of working my way up, but then also it's just the time and space and I need to probably... Start outreaching to the talent I want to talk to as well. I do get a lot through PR agencies because they know me through my job and then also through Instagram as well. Instagram's been the best platform for me. Yeah, so you do do quite a bit of networking, it, it sounds like, on, on Instagram. And so one of the shows, I forget who it was, but they were they were talking about reaching out and using it as an actual platform to try and you know get yourself into careers or, or jobs that you might be interested follow follow the people who work there follow the business and just kind of get a, a real sense of what they stand for and what they're all about so you have found this to be quite a, a good tool for for meeting people definitely both on the podcast page sorry and then also my personal page I've definitely made so many connections over the past like year or so because of it it's weird though because I am someone who is so open as well that I'm like oh do my bosses and like these journalists that I pitch to in my nine-to-five job need to know about what vibrators I'm using (laughs) not but there you go there you go you can live with it Yeah, and and how is your work with with your podcast? I believe they're also looking at doing some sort of podcast with you. Is that right? So I launched a podcast with them, maybe like four weeks ago. So I'm currently doing two shows a week, which is very hectic plus a full time job. So it's a lot. They're really supportive of it, which is great because there's nothing worse than working somewhere that doesn't support your dreams, your goals, your aspirations. So, you know, the more that a workplace does that, the more you want to stay there and help them and, you know, grow with them. So yeah, it's been pretty awesome. And that show's completely different. It's never like a clash either. You know, there's very certain, like you'd go on this show, you'd go on this show. Oh, that's great. So you, we can call you a professional podcaster now. Almost, almost, not quite. (laughs) (laughs) I listened to one where you were talking about kind of batching up interviews. I think Stocks and I have done that as well in the past. I I had the uh, fortune of having a a baby recently and with that came two weeks of paternity leave. So we were able to do a couple of interviews in that time as well. 
do you try and sort of find these moments where you can interview a whole lot of people in, in a sort of short period of time and, and batch a whole bunch of research as well to get yourself ready? Yes and no. I, I'm quite good at procrastinating, which is bad. I'm really good at procrastinating the editing because I hate it. I hate the editing and I'm a perfectionist, so I will spend hours doing an episode and I'm like, I just can't do it. And I leave it to every Sunday and I'm hungover <laughs> and all I want to do is go to sleep and I'm like, I fucking need to edit this podcast. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I, I do find moments like – and also I do – let myself take breaks as well. Like the next two weeks is the busiest period of my work career of the year. So Melbourne I'm Cup. having a two week. Yeah, Melbourne Cup, lucky me. So we've got like, I'm having a two week break across both podcasts so I can breathe. And when I'm not working, I can just eat pizza and not think about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Enjoy your Sunday afternoons. Then. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you use to edit? Uh, so it's week? all on Audacity at the moment. Right. I think that's hilarious that you, you sort of get it on the Sunday and you've had a whole big night out and maybe just heard quite a bit of your own voice and then having to listen to yourself <laughs> oh. again when you're a bit hungover. Exactly. And I've, I've <laughs> strained my vocal cord. Like, I don't know, I've self-diagnosed, but I had a bit of a bender for new years, obviously. Why not? I've been in lockdown my entire life here in Melbourne. Totally. And <laughs> ever since then, I will have like a sniff of alcohol and I'll lose my voice for like three days. So I'm trying oh to my. record an intro, like drinking green tea, eating honey, just so my voice isn't like, you can probably hear it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you talked about the name before. How did you come up with the name? One of my things is I like to turn my flaws into positives. So at a previous job, I'd been told that I was too emotional. I was really upset about that, but that's a good thing. I have emotions. Great. Lucky me. And then I have been told that I'm selfish. I do love myself a lot. I don't think being selfish is a bad thing. So selfish was always a part of it. And then the sesh changed words like 40 times. But the logo looked really nice together. But I don't hate the name. I love the name. I love the branding. It's the worst name to say. I can't say it fast. (laughs) Every podcast I literally go selfish sesh and then I like break the <laughs> get rid of the gap in the middle how's it been uh building out the audience when you compared to when you first started and, and how's it grown over the time and what's the sort of interaction that you have with your audience all of my interaction is on Instagram and it's been really interesting I do like a lot of polls and whatnot after an episode ask if you liked it what did you think and then kind of expanding on the topics discussed but I also like will kind of do market research like what do you want to hear about what do you want to do and it's really interesting I definitely have a split audience like 50% are like I want to learn about career and networking and all of that stuff and then the other half are like dating 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 and then give me the goss yeah exactly and I actually was about to go more into like the career kind of self-development area but everyone's like no talk about dating your stories are hilarious and I'm like okay we'll bring it back (laughs) (laughs) do you have any trepidation about putting your sort of your dating life out there God, no. I actually don't. It's so funny. I was listening to the Good Bitch one and they were saying they think it's like a a cock block. I think it's the opposite. I have so many male podcasters like message me all the time. I've got a few dates coming up with them. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think it was, it was funny talking to them and, and how sometimes it seems like the people have maybe listened to a few more of the shows so they know all of the little tricks and things rather than just kind of getting their organic self, I suppose. Yeah, I definitely, whenever I'm seeing someone, they're like, should I listen to your podcast? I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It is funny, like, finding that balance between, you know, what you put out there and, and just... I think also like any time that you just recount the same story, you're like, oh God, have they heard this before? Am I am I just mm. coming off as someone who just uses the same cheesy lines all the time? Exactly. And also like, it's so funny. Like my parents' friends listen to certain episodes, but like my parents won't share other episodes with them. And mum will listen to all episodes and then she'll be like, oh, dad, you can listen to this one. Don't listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> So that's great that you've been able to use the Instagram and, and really kind of evolve the audience in evolving the show. What have you kind of changed and what have been some of the things that you've you've changed about your delivery and your interviewing process and, and everything from when you started to kind of where you are now? And, and then what would you like to get better at? My like major tip of advice would always be to just dive in, learn on the job. Like I would listen to some of my first episodes and I hate them and I cringe. And even now I'll be like, oh yeah, this is really good. And in a few months I'll be like, no, that's not good. So I definitely listen to all my episodes quite intently and learn what I need to get better at. I recently did a radio course as well, so radio presenting. And one of the things the presenters mentioned, he was like, you know, you've got the personality, you've got the voice, you've got the content, but you're really rehearsed. And sometimes you need to be a bit more natural. And I totally agree. And I think that actually comes from my publicist background because I'm like, these are the key messages. I need to hit them. How do I make the client happy? How do I make this person happy? So that's one thing that I'm trying to get a little bit better at as being a little bit more off the cuff because I agree it's 110% the best content. It's interesting, actually, just listening to how you're talking to you now as opposed to listening to your podcast, which we were listening to on the way here. You do actually have a different delivery just when you're chatting to us now than when you're actually hosting your show. It is quite, that's a, it's quite an interesting point. Totally agree. And I can hear the difference as well. And eventually, this is like the person that you'll get on the podcast. I'm not quite there yet. Like, I'm definitely in the early days, but she'll, she'll get there. <laughs> Stocks and I, since starting this, we started, you know, reading off a script when we were doing the introductions and everything. And just, Terrible. Oh, my God. And just trying to say three words without having to start all over again. Yeah, and we I'm had like, the exact opposite <laughs> problem, right? We, yeah. could, we couldn't read anything and make it sound like anything close to our th- authentic selves. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, nightmare. Getting maybe a little bit better, but I still have a little bit of a script from time to time. Yeah, but more bullet points, right? That's Yeah, we just got a bullet points as opposed to trying to, um, I guess, read something. That's just a skill neither of us have got. Yeah, (laughs) and I I think there's a difference between being prepared and going, okay, this is what I want to talk about today, then being like, here's a script, here's the questions I'm going to ask. So that's definitely something I do need to get better at and I'm working on, so... Watch this space. <laughs> Definitely. And what are some of the other platforms you use? I mean, look, Instagram seems to be the, the primary one. You, you mentioned um, in one of your shows you've got an Instagram Live coming up. Are you trying to do a, a few different things with different mediums? I definitely am. It's really funny. I hate video content. I feel like my face is too self-expressive. <laughs> so whenever I watch the videos, I'm like, that is not going anywhere. But I know I need to start doing that. So definitely 
I want to start doing video content, whether that's on Instagram, whether that's on the likes of a YouTube. I know Dill talked about, um, Dill Buckley, (laughs) I talk about liking, he's my best friend, not. Uh, He was (laughs) talking about how his YouTube opened him up to a completely different audience. So I think that's something I definitely want to tap into. TikTok, I literally post one video and then delete my account and then do it again. So I'm not quite ready to be a TikTok star, I don't think. I definitely think the more content streams, the better, really. And what about promotion of the show? How do you go about expanding your audience? Instagram. um, I've got a Facebook group that I'm really slack on. I need to get a little bit better at that. So Instagram, I've got a a mail mail database, which I have not used in a really long time. So I've got all the means. I just don't have the time and capacity at the moment. So I think that's kind of the goal to eventually handball the editing to someone else so I can focus on the stuff that I'm actually really good at. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. What's the gender breakdown of your audience? Do you know? Uh, You said you've had a few male podcasters hitting you up. Yeah, it's literally, I reckon, like 80% female and 20% men who want to kiss me and sleep with me. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the same for us, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, lots of men want to kiss us. You have the questions that you like to ask people at the end. One of the things that we like to do is is get people to recommend uh, podcasts that they listen to or if you want to kind of do a hybrid, you could recommend a podcast that a younger version of yourself might have listened to and then <laughs> one today maybe. Okay. Oh, podcasts. My number one podcast, Dylan Friends. I adore Dill Buckley. He's like my idol. I want to be the female version of him in a few years. He's like my goal. Yeah, we're obsessed with him too. We love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Deal. Other podcasts, Happy Hour with Lucy and Nikki. I really enjoy that podcast. I think that's kind of where I get a lot of my inspiration from. They talk about lots of really serious topics, but in a fun way. It's like having a drink with the gals, which we love. So they're probably the ones that I listen to, I guess, religiously, but then also like the likes of Willosophy, uh, Mamma Mia, No Filter. I love interview shows, um, The Undone. So yeah, lots of podcasts coming in and out, but I don't listen to too many religiously, actually. I'm very much like an episode at a time. Oh, and The Imperfects. How could you not mention that is like one of the best shows at the moment. And then how about uh, we also like to ask if you would have any advice for other podcasters out there? Oh, so much advice. Firstly, get a name that you can say quickly (laughs) is the the first thing. Practice saying your name. If you're thinking about it, just start. Like that's, I guess, one of my biggest regrets is I didn't start sooner. I reckon I sat on the idea for about 12 months. So that is a little bit crazy. Learn on the job. You do not need to be perfect or know everything before you start. I still know nothing, but, you know, you just got to pack yourself in. And I think the other thing is, like, I've had a lot of friends and colleagues and acquaintances ask about wanting to start their own podcast. And my thing that I always tell them is it's not easy. It is a lot of work. I feel like I have a full-time job on top of my full-time job and... I love what I do, so it's fine. I will sacrifice and I I do make a lot of sacrifices and sometimes I don't make the right sacrifices and I roll in on Sunday at 7am and I need to edit an entire podcast episode when all I should be doing is sleeping. But 
you know, <laughs> it is hard and I don't want to be down about it, but it is really hard and a lot of hangovers will be made worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the yards you've got to put in to become the female Dylan Buckley. I it? know, I know. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for taking some time with us, Marissa, especially now that you're out of lockdown. You can go out there and have another big night tonight, hopefully. Oh, yeah, 100% tonight. If you asked to do this on Sunday, that would not have happened. (laughs) (laughs) And you have the week off this week, so no editing tomorrow? Yeah, no editing tomorrow. So I can actually go very hard and not feel guilty. Oh, look out. (laughs) Look out. All right, well, you deserve it. Oh, we'll look out for your Instagram then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, an absolute pleasure. pleasure.